0: So if you want to build a successful family, the revelation and the application of covenants in marriage and in family is the key. So when covenant is applied to marriage, we call it marriage covenants. Because marriage itself is a covenant relationship. That is what the creator built. There is another type of marriage that human beings have created today. Just like God created the relationship between male and female, man has created one between men and men and women and women. So the same way, they have also created their own alternative marriage system. There is now a contract. Some even are cohabiting. And at the end of the day, the beauty will collapse on the head of the two people. It has no foundation. If you want to build a successful marriage, let me now release the second secret I wanted to give you. I brought with me seven of them, but if I'm able to discuss three or four, uh, successfully before we leave here, that would be nice, I discussed one in the morning about man, the male, the father, the man, taking responsibility as the foundation of the family and making the commitment to hold that whole family together. Once he does that, It's true that he cannot make certain decisions for his wife. But there are certain responsibilities that he exhibits that we ultimately bring about the redemption of the woman. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25. Husband, love your wife even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Verse 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. Verse 27 so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies he that loveth his wife loveth himself i deal with this in the morning verse 28 for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but he nourished it and cherished it even as the lord the church verse 20 verse 30 for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones we are flesh of his flesh bone of his bones That's us and Jesus, and in dissenting with marriage. Okay, verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. And of course, I speak about a great mystery. Add the next verse. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Go to verse 22, where he told women to submit to their husband and see what he said about the man there. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband as unto the Lord. Go ahead. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is what? Savior of the body. That's what I was teaching in the morning. If the woman collapses. And the man stays, he can redeem back the woman. But if the man collapses, the woman can redeem him. If Jesus failed on the cross or when Satan was tempting him, you and I can't save him. But we failed and he saved us. That position he's taking in the relationship head is the position God gave to the man. But that position goes with responsibility of being a redeemer of that whole family. The savior of that whole body. It is not am um, your head without being your savior. Haven't you noticed, Pastor Glory, that when you give your life to Christ, you give it to him as two things. You submit to him as your Lord and as your what? That's how it is in marriage. A woman will submit to you as her head, her Lord, but also as her Savior. Yes, you must develop the capacity for that redeeming ministry. That's my morning, and I have spent time on that, so I want to move to something else. There's a lot. Every verse here is loaded, and I wish I can discuss all of them. It's only if she will not listen, she will not cooperate, she will not submit, then Jesus can help him. That's what happens to you. Jesus can never be the one to abandon you. Jesus can never betray you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But you can walk away from that relationship, and that hand will still be open like this. And he will be crying, but you walk away, you walk into damnation. You go to hell, it's out of your own choice, not because God pushed you away. Of course I need to, eh, I need to show you the toughest example Jesus had to deal with and when the Lord was dealing with me he had to teach me some of these things <laughs> He had to teach me some of this <laughs> teach me some of these things. He said, you know I trained Judas, I said yes, I saved him, I mentored him, I put him in ministry, he said yes. you know he betrayed me, I said yes. You know, I warned him not to do it, and he still did it. I said, yes. He said, but do you know that till the last minute I love the guy? I said, it's hard for me to believe. How can you love somebody who wants to kill you? But look at it, John chapter 13, verse 1. John 13, verse 1, please, I need to... Show you. I need to show you one more mystery this night so I can sit down. Now, before the Feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world, and not only that he knew that it's time of his death, he also knew who would betray him. Look at what he did. He said, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them to where? To That's what you must do as a husband. To the last bus stop. If you stand before the judgment seat of God, let ain't nothing be said that is you. But if on your own you now want to leave, let it be love that you left. You will you will regret it for the rest of your life. Because it happens, it happens, such things happen. The children of Israel halfway, because they were eating manna and say, no, what we're eating in Egypt is better, and they tried to make a king and go back to Egypt. So God has seen such a thing over time. And this is an example where Jesus is experiencing that, and his name is Judas. He went to hell, but it's not that Jesus did not do his part. Just like they are believers in hell today. The last thing God wants is for any of his children to go there. He will do everything. He will put stumbling, he will block the path. He will climb over. It, he will block your way. But that's who he is. Because of his love, for, he will block. You will climb and pass. You will rebellion. You know, rebellion is a serious thing. Finally, what he doesn't have control over is your choice. You see what I told you about le- levels of government. God does not control your will. It's either you yield it or but the truth is that after you exercise it, there will be consequences. See, when Adam was going to eat that fruit, he didn't interfere. He could have asked an angel, knock his hand down. No, he doesn't do that. It's your will, your sovereignty that you exercise but immediately after you finish, consequences will follow. He loved them to the end. So when the man teaches or love your enemies, he lived it. And you will see that loving your enemy doesn't mean feel good because emotion can never feel good as somebody who is trying to kill you. But it means keep doing what is right. Treating the person the way you would do a normal person in spite of what he's doing. He's hungry, giving food. He's thirsty, giving water. He's sick, stand there with him. And pray for him. Pray for his good. The way we are taught in today's church is to pray for them to fall down and die. So if we practice the covenant type of love, you will always win. Okay, that brings me to the point I wanted to give you tonight. That point is about verse 26, where he said that there is a tool, instrument, the Lord is using to build the church till the church comes to perfection, to maturity. And then he's ready to present the church to himself. He's not only presenting the church to himself, he's going to present us to his father. The way you marry a wife, you bring the wife home, you want your family to get to meet your wife. A day is coming when he's going to present us to the Father. And that's the day of rapture and the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's going to be a great party. But until then, he's working on us. Even though we are saved, we are still a work in progress. And what he's using to work, to build us, to perfect us, to mature us, is the washing of the water by the word that is the tool you need to bring in building a family I have just given you two secrets I stopped there in the morning that you build a strong marriage with love and truth truth is the role of knowledge nothing will change that till certain missing knowledge comes in Till ignorance is addressed till deception is addressed nothing will change If you're just saying I love you, I love you will not change the person. Alone. You have to bring the two things together. People are transformed by the renewing of their mind. How do you change a human being? How do you get a better person out of this person? By the renewing of their mind. Personal transformation is a result of mental renewal. Mental and spiritual renewal. And what does that is the word, is knowledge. So, the Lord said to me, I created, in the beginning I created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. What happened? Fall of Lucifer. So when I came to rebuild, what did I do? He said, I used the same thing I used to create in the beginning, to recreate the world. A lot of people don't know that after things were messed up, God came and recreated the world, and he used his words. He created the world with his words, and he recreated it with his words. So he said, that's what you should do. And so I did it and got a new creation. No, this marriage is dead. The thing has died. No, you can resurrect it. With what I'm teaching you now love and truth, love, and knowledge. How do you produce a doctor out of a little girl? Knowledge. But how do you get her to be willing, to be passionate, to go after the knowledge, create love for it in her? create passion because you can't force somebody to learn (laughs) how do you produce a pilot out of that young boy knowledge he has to go for training he has to go for don't just wish it and it will happen many of you are wishing for good marriages you want it wanting it doesn't make it happen the building of the church is through the ministry of the word. And when I'm I find another time, I'll talk to you about the ministry of prayer. Those two ministries. The ministry of the word, teaching, and the ministry of the spirit, the ministration of the spirit, prayer. You have the ingredients to build the church. And that's the ingredients to build your marriage and your family. Church is a family. And this was started by a marriage between Christ and the Ecclesia. Between Christ and his bride, the church. How you build it is how you build a home. So what I just raised now, let me just make two points on it. The power the importance of family devotion. And if your marriage is undergoing turbulence, apart from general family devotion, where all of you children and all the uh, whatever, have the private devotion with your wife. Have it over an extended period of time. I'm not saying start holding everlasting services. I mean, for a while, maybe next two years, Every time you are to make sure you pray together and study the word together, and you know it is not. (laughs) See what I'm doing? Like everybody in my house, they all have their own book. Everybody studying. You come out in the morning with DBS. That's what we you do it. There are times I teach, but we do DBS. What did you get? You start this one, and you'll he, he, be shocked. Me, that is a pastor, I'm learning from these kids. What I've learned from them. They bring out some insights that you will never even think about. There are times I'm the one teaching them all, and I always give them those assignments. So, in the church, you have two ministries the ministry of the fivefold, then you have body ministry. That's where you do devious you have when they are listening to Apostles teachings. So it's like that too in the home. you might get a book we're all reviewing it, let her get our own copy you get your own and when it's time to chapter one uh-huh, you see how we read it, And we bring out the lessons in it. Next time, chapter 2. Mixed truth with love. So, some of those things, when I finish, I'll get a 2 million seed. I said, what is that for? I don't need it. He said, I just want to thank you. Next time I got one heavy couple of million, and somebody's kneeling down, giving it to me. I said, get up, don't do that. What is going on? He said, you don't understand. Next time, I get seed in my house, in case you don't know. And I'm not teaching anybody to give me anything there. All these things we're doing for you, you go home now, you are enjoying better harmony. You know, go send me seed. You don't have to. You might be among my seed that fell on the wayside, but there are people <laughs> that will be good soil. So you don't see me, I don't have to bother myself about that. Me too, I have a covenant that has to do with finance. Oh, I operate a heavy financial covenant. Everyone, one day I'll teach just on that subject. If you want to wash your feet with butter, let the rock pour you rivers of oil. You can come in two depths. I heard them is praying yesterday. A thousand COVID, Lord, move me deeper. A thousand Kubit Lord, some of you have been stagnant you stayed in one. No, 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 tell God, do it again in my life this weekend. Don't leave me the way I came here. A thousand be move me deeper. There are levels in financial abundance. I hope you're hearing me at all. <laughs> there are levels in this thing. When you do it with love, scales will start falling off. Then the bride becomes sanctified. The spots, the wrinkles start falling off. The adjustments start happening. The transformations start happening. And the same thing happens too with you. As you do the same thing with the world, you change. You become more and more like Jesus. As you're becoming more and more like Jesus, you are a magnet. people want to be like you your wife admires you your wife respects you your wife honors you your wife wants to submit to you that word works on you but it works on her and it's the same thing that you used to work on the children it's a raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord leave all those your nasty words they don't build anything, they destroy this, <laughs> leave, leave all those, your, the words you left for your village, use God's word, He said, "Parents, you are to bring up your children, in the nurture, please show it, Ephesians 6, Colossians 3 also said it, in the nurture, and admonition of the Lord, use God's word, <laughs> to build this kingdom, Paul said it, I commend you to God, and to the word of his grace, that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Okay, ye fathers, provoke not your children to rot, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It is the word fed into human spirit that changes people. Put that software Put it consistently, invest it over time, you see. I don't mind saying anything. I said I'm raising world champion kids right inside my house. Not only good kids, kind kids, generous kids, godly kids, beautiful kids. wise kids and rich kids (laughs) you build right inside your heart assets for god assets for society and assets for whosoever that were married male and female Kill all the demons that will be making that young woman cry. Kill it, all of them in your son. Put the right software. Kill all that devil. be creating headache for somebody's family. Kill it in your daughters. And build them. The nurture and admonition of the Lord. One thing about young people... You see, because their heart is still virgin, especially when you start early, you show them God's standard. They rise up to it, and in some cases, they will even beat you at it. Don't wait till the world has finished polluting them and messing their life up. Then you now start breaking hard rock and cement bring them up. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's grown, he will not depart from it. Oh, Lord. Okay, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you, and I'll close on this. Proverbs chapter 24, From verse 4 to 6. Verse 4 said, True wisdom is a house built. Verse 3. By understanding, it is established. You build with knowledge. That's how you build a family. And verse 4 said, By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious And pleasant riches. You want a family to prosper spiritually, emotionally, financially. You build them. So, part of it is education. You send them to school and other types of training that develop the human capital. But there is a part that you do in the home. The number one school is the home. The number one church is the home. There are non delegatable aspects of marriage and parenting. That's how you build your marriage, that's how you build your kids. Adverse the next verse. A wise man is strong. Yes. A wise man is strong. Yeah. A man of knowledge does what? Increases. Adverse verse 6. Because by knowledge, by counsel, you shall make war. And a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Okay. Go to first Peter chapter 3. Let's look at verse 1, it talks to women then, we'll see where it gets to men. It said, talk to women first, wives, submit, be in subjection to your own husband, even if they don't obey God's word, they will be won by the conversation of the wives. Tonight, I'm not bothered about women and their parts. Verse 2, uh, why they behold your chest conversation, okay, verse three, uh, 4, I think it's verse 7 that talks to men. Check verse 7. Let me be check out if it's yeah, yeah. But, so likewise, ye husband, dwell with them. That's the them is the women, the your wife, dwell with them according to what? you see it's no emotion that makes this thing. giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. We read it in the book we are reviewing. You cover the altar of the Lord and he doesn't listen. doesn't listen to your prayer. You sow all the seed, bring sacrifices. He doesn't have any respect. You are wondering why you are sowing seed. You are not getting breakthrough. There are other laws tampering with your harvest. You are wondering why you are praying and fasting. You are not getting breakthrough. When The laws of marriage, which is covenant, is violated. It blocks prayer. It keeps your prayers from being answered. It's not just marriage. Even the church, when church covenant is being violated, tampers with spiritual power. I don't have the time to discuss this fully, but I'm going to give you just some important points here. Because this building of marriage is actually building of the people who are part of it. And building of family includes the building of the children. It's people that we're all building. This thing is about ministry to people. Family is the first ministry. A woman learns to minister to her husband. Her husband learns to minister to the wife. And then they learn to minister to the children. And that's where you grow capacity for ministry beyond. So, I want to help you look at the components of this thing, the components of this assignment. Man is a spirit being, spirit, having a soul, soul, living in a body. Okay, body. So you see the three dimension, and it is this ministry to the total man that creates healthy marriage and healthy families. When it comes to spiritual development, help, whether it's your spouse, whether it is your kids, give them what they need here. The spirit of man needs God. Simple. Simple. That's what he needs, and other God resources. That's what you feed the spirit of man. For example, Revelation. Spirit food, anointing, is spirit food. That's the 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 the, the petrol with which this engine, the human spirit, runs. The presence of God. The Word of God, and the all of that, fellowship with him, all such things. So when you have children that are built, that are held spiritually, and you you encourage your spouse to be held spiritually, then you get a better human being. Because the human spirit is the engine that drives the human person. We went, I think it was the day before yesterday, there is a building that um, we used to live in, and we're trying to kind of fix it up and return it to the owner. We moved out of it. and uh, But within a while, we were there two or three months, and we went back. We saw some things dilapidated. When we were moving, we brought guys. They cut the whole lawn, trimmed the flowers. Everything has grown up again. It's rainy season. The swimming pool was drained and and cleaned up. Now rainfall has filled it again with water. Dirty water. Some of the things we've cleaned up are dirty. There's a gate man. There are some other people living in it that we left there, and. Um, I was trying to get them to clean that whole house again before giving it to the man. I believe in taking care of what belongs to other people. And then one of them asked me, he said, but we have worked on this. We have done that. I said, because that's what happens to a house without occupants. You are the the gatehouse and you you've left the building. The building starts decaying. That's just the way it is. Park a car for too long. You're not driving it. It will start decaying. Tyres will go down, engines will start, all kinds of problems will start happening. So try it with a human being. The same principle. All it takes for a whole human being to decay and turn to manure is remove the engine, which is the spirit. You don't need to do anything. The person will start decaying. So the decay of marriage begins with the decay of the moral and the spiritual nature of the partners. When sin enters, that's what it does. Is a uh, kabbalist. I don't want to go here so much, but I need to tell you this. Corruption once it starts cannot be reversed yes you can slow it down you can halt it but you can't reverse it get meat and it starts rotting you cannot reverse it and get it back to the original way meat you know when you kill a fresh you can't get it back you can slow down the process by putting it in the freezer. You can, but get a fruit, it starts getting rotten. You can't take it back to fresh fruit and make you can't. You see, first is to make sure you you keep corruption away from touching the human. It's sin, no, is the, the word they use in the Bible it's sin. It's corruption. How shall a young man keep his way aright? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If the human spirit is not nurtured, there will be moral and spiritual consequences. Demons can do certain things. Their moral decay. We set in. And that's the engine that drives every other thing. If, if demonic forces attack the body or attack the mind, the strength to ward off, or ward off all of those things, the immune system, comes from the human spirit. Bible says the man's spirit can sustain him in his famities. He can ward off sickness. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? When the inward man is sick, you have a big problem. So, if corruption cannot be reversed, what is the way? God has a solution for the old nature, for sin, for corruption. Is the new birth experience, and outside the new birth, because somebody asked me, what about somebody that has given his life to Christ? Because what He does in the new birth is to take away that old corrupt human spirit and give you a brand new one. Somebody said to me, what about a person that has given his life to Christ When he is touched by corruption again What do you do? There is something called the renewal of the spirit It's a supernatural thing It's like a recreative work. Without that, you can't patch it up Moral instruction doesn't stop it Education doesn't stop it They get more intelligent in evil There's some things I would love to tell you here. Part of that walk, that inner walk, there might be situations where it might be necessary to ask God for breaking. Yes. That's what you do when you want to refine gold or when you want to refine crude oil. You pass it through fire. There might be a situation. This proud. your man, there is no listening. The father has talked. The mother, Every we have tried our best. Lord, please, because of his destiny, because of your plan for him, don't leave him to perish. Pass him through breaking. And then refine him. And then mold him so he, you can use him. And you should pray that prayer for yourself. You should learn to tell God, don't destroy me in your anger. Don't punish me out of anger. But out of your love, chastise and correct me. There are two different things. This is not judgment. Oh, God knows how to melt gold. Oh, God knows how to melt iron. God knows, no matter who you are, he knows what to do to you. He knows the language you understand. And that's one of the things... I, 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 you know, if I were with women now, uh, teacher, all this fight with you—you don't need to. Tell God, I know that your purpose, because God only answered prayers that are in line with His will. You don't tell God, kill him, punish him. No, no. I know that you want him to be like Jesus. I know you want your purpose for his life. Look at what is going on with him. He has messed up. His, he is not moving. There are some of you, the real you that God called and anointed. We have not seen. Iniquity and sin. Flesh has held that man. And what we are just seeing is a fleshly man. So what kind of prayer do you pray? God, refine him like gold. You said you will refine the sons of Levi so that they will offer sacrifices acceptable. Pass him through refining. Break him. Mold him. feel him and use him. Make him conform to the image of Christ. That walk is a spiritual walk. The Holy Spirit will step in. Oh, he knows what to do. He knows where to touch. If you are Jacob, he will touch your hip. When? Then he will change your name. There are some of you, he knows where to touch you. He knows where the root of your pride is. He will go there and break it. Because whom the Lord loves, he chastises you. You, you, you. Anybody that is that is exempted from God's chastisement is a bastard. They won't turn out to him. But I also pray for myself. Lord, you don't have to use you know Give me a hearing heart, a sensitive heart, an obedient heart. that obeys you. But if I'm to tell you, just because I that I have been exempted from chastisement, that's a lie. He will be a bastard. Anybody you see that turns out well, God, there is spiritual, This God disciplining him at one time or the other. And then you bring people that are humble, that are faithful, that are men of integrity, that are men of truth. That's how you produce them. Do you see why I said that this ministry of the word must go with the ministry of prayer, even though that's not my subject today. That the ministry of the word works with the ministry of the spirit to produce the result. The ministry of prayer is what activates the ministry of the spirit, the ministry of teaching is how you administer the ministry of the word. Okay, so the human spirit needs God. God's presence, God's word, but also God's dealing to become what it's meant to be. The soul, because the soul has three compartments, I'm just dealing with okay. The mind needs knowledge. And that's what renews it, and that's what transforms it. The spirit needs more than knowledge. Just think because somebody's hearing. That he's going to be better. Some are getting worse with all that they are learning. See, you will lighten their mind, but their moral nature, their inner nature has not been improved. They need more than that. Yes. The emotion needs love. You see why I told you truth and love must meet. And then the will will give you what is called yieldedness. Yieldedness or submission. Now the will is what we want to get to. We want it to cooperate. We want people to do what is right. We want people to make the right choice. But the way to that is the mind and the emotion. You give the mind, you load it with knowledge. You give the emotion love then the will cooperates that's how you change a human being in raising your children don't fail I wish I have a starter but the time I'm giving it just three minutes left so I have to go and those of you at home I hope you are getting what I'm giving you it might be a stubborn wife might be a hard husband it's a secret I a technology for building human beings for refining human beings so when you provide a book when you provide certain tapes you say listen to Pastor David they hear that message you've given the mind what it needs to be renewed to be transformed but give that person emotional support Get, have emotional intelligence that human beings is not just mind human beings also have emotion you give them that support, that understanding, they will change. That stubborn daughter, show her love. Let her know that you love her. Hug her. Tell her, the reason I'm doing this is your food. Get her that. Use, demonstrate emotional intelligence. Then what happens? All that correction will enter because sometimes we have constipation. The stomach is not able to digest food. You have too much acid, it's throwing things off. Love destroys those constipation and allows the thing to sink in. I'm told that in treating COVID, that those that are are using uh, hydroxychloroquine have to mix it with zinc. Now what zinc does is to help the body and you know, absorb the drugs some now is this Zitromant or what Zinc has certain function that it does love now helps the person to absorb the knowledge and experience transformation because if the knowledge stops with the mind it has not produced a change revelation needs to go to the spirit which is where the roots the foundation of human personality is when revelation enters there that's assimilation digestion the person changes information is powerful but information is not what changes revelation is what changes knowledge alone is not what changes it is understanding that changes so love helps the person assimilate it to where it produces change they change they are more cooperative they are more submissive they are more caring they are more generous they are more you know whatever the one that is always nagging stops nagging is now more cooperative. is more the science of change is what I've discussed with you tonight the technology of transformation what do you give the body you know foods and material things So I bought you a car, it's not enough. I provide for you, it's not enough. Man is more than a body. Man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Because some people say, I provided everything for these kids, and this girl has disappointment. This, this girl has thrown well what? You took care of good dresses for her body, good shoes. Maybe she has a car. She has money because what takes care of the body is finances is provision what takes care of the soul is love and truth what takes care of the human spirit is God the relationship with God starting with salvation all of the other things. You have to be a worshiper. You have to learn to have time with God. Your family should have that. And part of the change that is required at the mental level, give good education if they are your children. It's not about how much the school charges that makes the education better. And then I want to say, we're in British high school. Being in British high school. If you provide this, you will raise healthy kids that are emotionally healthy, mentally sound, spiritually and morally grounded that will be healthy physically and they will prosper. God bless you. God bless you.